The Brandom Podcast. Welcome to The Brandom Podcast with Brandon Jones. You can find out more about me at Brandon Jones Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Or follow the band at BrandonJonesBand.com on Facebook and Instagram. What's Brandom anyway? Ladies and gentlemen, now the host of your show, Brandon Jones. I'm super excited on this episode of The Brandom Podcast because... I became really good friends with a dude down in Denver when the band goes down there and plays at the Grizzly Rose, and we just sparked up conversation. We'll get into that in this in this episode as well, but it's probably going to be at least a two-parter because I found that on the Brandon Podcast, I like to hear people's journeys. I want to hear people's stories about success, failure, whatever. I want to hear about it, you know? And so that's what kind of this episode's about. What we're going to do is I'm going to introduce you to a friend of mine, Gabriel Alexander, and he is a free agent wide receiver in the NFL. Um, And we're going to hear his story. It's actually a pretty cool story because mine and his story is kind of similar. You know, we're like musically, I kind of, I'm late to the game. Um, I started later. A lot of kids get the dream of music when they're younger and, you know, they're 10 and they chase that dream. Where for me, you know, I, I did waited, I had the dream, but I just didn't do anything about it until I was a full-fledged adult. And s- similar uh, is, is Gabriel's story, um, not quite as old or as late into the game as I was, but, but still a really cool story and I can't wait to share it. So let's get into it. I'm sitting here with a now really good friend and free agent wide receiver, Gabriel Alexander. And uh, we're going to find out a little bit more about you and uh, your journey on just being an athlete and how you got there. Is that cool? Yeah, certainly. Uh, It's good to talk to you again, Brandon. It's good to uh, talk to you too, man. So, I mean, a little, so everybody knows, so everybody knows me and you met down at the Grizzly Rose. We just started chatting. My band was playing down there. And uh, you and your now fiance, back then just girlfriend, just come up and we started just talking. And we both kind of hit it off talking about uh, love for football. I was explaining how my son's got a love for football. And you're like, that's funny because, you know, this is who I am. And I'm like, oh, snap. And so, yeah, so it just kind of went from there. Yeah, and uh, hit it off pretty pretty good. I mean, I think yeah. you know, we're uh, – Heck, yeah. Um, see you every time you come into town. And you guys have some, have some uh, good energy up there too. Well, cool. I do need to add – for the record, that you guys have the best band that I have seen at the Grizzly Rose. Oh, shoot. Thanks, man. And I didn't even pay you to say that. No. <laughs> no. No, this is an unpaid advertisement here. But, no, you just uh, – the way you come across on stage to uh-huh. everyone there is you connect really well with the audience, and they love your sound, too, just from Thank you. talking to the people there. You can see the crowd interaction, too. They just kind of come to life. So. Well, that's cool. Well, I appreciate that. That means a lot. Uh, it's course, a lot of fun. Of it's, you know, uh, we, that's, I think why, what connected the two of us is like getting to live out your dream or pursue your dream of, of living, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it's playing live music for you becoming, you know, an NFL athlete, a, a, a wide receiver mm-hmm. or whatever. So, so where did this all start for you? I mean, like when, I mean, have you like as a little kid, five-year-old, can we, is it Gabriel? Do you want to be called Gabe? Can we call you the Big G? What do What do you want to be called? <laughs> Big G. That's, I've never heard that one before. But no, no. When I when I first 
when I first started, so I actually had a conversation with, uh, I got brought on by a new agent um, as of like two, three weeks ago. And he was like, so what's your story? Like, what, where'd you start? And this is, it's a long story. Synopsis of it. So he was like, what's, what's your story? Where'd you, where'd you start? So when I started, I, my parents, if I go way back, gave me a football when I was like five years old. Yeah. Favorite Christmas toy I've ever had. Um, and I grew up a Packers fan, Donald Driver and Brett Favre. Hey, Big everybody's Packers got their fan. faults. Even, yeah, and I, you know, <laughs> everyone's got their faults. Vikings fans, Bills yeah. fans, you know, yeah. we've all been disappointed. Yes. So it's fine. Um, you know, this past NFC game, pretty yep. disappointing. That was unfortunate. Uh, yep. It was unfortunate, you know. But besides the point, moving forward, I didn't really play football other than flag football. And I remember my family traveled a lot on the summers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like three to six months at a time, we'd be sailing down in South and Central America. I'm talking like wow. Venezuela, Costa Rica. Um, and have you, awesome. have you ever been out there before? You ever uh, been? N- no. Me- Mexico? I mean, I have. Be- I, I took a cruise ship mm-hmm. one time into the Gulf of Mexico and down to like a whatever, all down through Mexico. I don't even know where we were. It was a huge body mm-hmm. of water. And then, and then we came back. There to, is a big body of water. Yeah, and then we come back to Florida. But we were, I think we went to hell. Uh, like, uh, there's a little postcard I remember sending to my boss. I'd rather be at hell than mm-hmm. working with you. I think that was like the Cayman Islands or something. I don't know. But yeah, that yeah, I've been in that area one time. Yeah. So I mean, but you know, like, so it's mostly dominated by soccer. So that goes to mm. say, like, soccer was. Um, like I should be influenced by yeah. soccer or yeah, something on basketball. Anyways, uh, so I am probably around 10, 11 years old, and I'm walking around the marina, and I decide that I want to play football professionally mm-hmm. uh, just out of nowhere. And at this point, I had never played padded football. So it's like, I can't yeah. tell anyone this. Yeah, yeah. never that I want to play professional football. It's like, you're, you've never even played padded football. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. How do so, you know? yeah. Yeah. So then I, cause my parents wouldn't allow me to play eighth grade football. Wouldn't allow me to play high school football. Okay. So come junior year I of high school, I approach my um, strength and conditioning coach for the high school football team. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I really, really want to play football. Yeah. in college now and he well, just gives me this like blank stare uh, let me let me hold on so paint this picture uh-huh. for me what kind of school high school did you go to was it like we talking small town we talking big town like thousands of people in your class or like maybe 150 people in your class kind of thing uh, we're talking like a 4a school here in colorado so okay. it's, uh it's a good 250 people Okay. Okay. So good, good okay. size, yeah, a, decent yeah. size school. Yeah, good pretty good. School. Yep. Yep. Uh, and so, so your strength and yeah, conditioning anyway. coach in high school was like, "You want to do what for college?" <laughs> He's like, "What do you What do you mean? Are you you hadn't even played junior year or sophomore year or Nothing. freshman year, and that's yeah. where you usually start?" Yeah. Can you even catch you a football? From... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, that's all it was. And so I got this blank stare, and to his credit, he responded. And he humored me and he pointed me in the right direction. He said, well, you know, I, I recommend that you play football here for the high school. Cause it's, you know, it's end of junior year. 
So senior year is coming up. I highly recommend that you play football. I mean, you're going to, you're going to probably get hit a lot. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. He said, um, you know, I can, I can point you towards where to go and what to do. So mm-hmm. senior year comes along. I couldn't get the parents to fund anything yeah. when it comes to, uh, the pads and stuff like that. So again, I was out of football, did not Dang. get to play. All I got to do is play flag football with this local team, um, called the Saints. And, uh, it's part of this Christian football league that's here in Denver and they've gotten kind of big now. Um, cool. and yeah, so I, you know, moving on, I played football, flag football, ran track. Yeah. Then he pointed me in the direction to his college and he said, look, if you want to play football, in college and you want to go afterwards, go to Peru state college. And this place is way, way out in the middle of nowhere in Eastern Nebraska Crazy and Southeastern Nebraska. Yeah. So it's like right on Iowa, Missouri border. You've got the Missouri river running through. And so I didn't visit. Um, I decided that after I got accepted on the football team, I, as a walk on, with no film, <laughs> yeah, I would go out there and play, oh, and yeah. so that this is August eighth of two thousand ten, graduation year. Okay, so um, freshman year of college, and I get out there, and I remember the night before I left, I look in my cupboard, and I see um, mosquito bite off, mosquito bite repellent. I'm thinking, I you know, nope. I don't need that. <laughs> I get there and of course like fo- football camp is starting and it's super humid and there's everything that you could ever imagine that wants to bite you that flies oh, in, in this small area. And so, um, you know, the, it's a first rude awakening to college football in general, but just, uh, I've never been to Nebraska. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was horrifying. <laughs> it I was bet. like, uh, you couldn't move and not sweat. Yeah, yeah. No matter what you wore or didn't wear. But that freshman year was, was a, a football. Two weeks of two-a-days. Oh, wow. Um, I came in at 150 pounds, and I was – and I'm six foot. Yeah. You know, I'm still the same height, but I was, like, incredibly skinny. Yeah. Didn't really have much muscle. I had been, like, lifting a little bit, but, you know, not – Yeah, you're a beanpole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a beanpole. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, were you fast? Um, were you pretty fast? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I had that going for me. I ran the, yeah. the, the two by one or, you know, the four by ones. I ran okay. the relays throughout track. So, what, I ran the 200, the 100. So. so, what was it like? I mean, in these two a days and in these practices, was there a moment where, you know, like the quarterback, say for the team or the quarterbacks for the team, were starting to throw you balls and you're having to run out like, you know, whatever, a 10 yard out, or you're having to do like a, or a post route. And it's like, when was that? Was that happening at these two a day practices? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, it, it was happening, but so, I also got a really rude awakening, Oh, which was, I had a long ways to go. Yeah. Like learning wise, like I yep. had made a binder, a playbook for myself. You know, they didn't really, I come to find out like going through two a days and getting into the season they didn't run 90% of those plays. They were a running team. Oh, um, and I had to, I had to learn how to block. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was very rude awakening. I just, I had to figure out my stance. I mean, we're talking like everything from, Oh yeah. You're going from scratch. One. You've never played yeah. padded tackle football. 
And so all of a sudden nope. you're having to block, not not to even go catch mm-hmm. the ball, but block, run schemes, understand not just how mm-hmm. to block, but okay, this guy's going to come to my outside. You know, you're setting up these these running schemes. You're having to run out and pretend like you're going to catch pass, then block or whatever, right? Yeah, and I remember <laughs> running. So they do they do this thing called one on one. They're a receiver and a defensive back. Receiver out if you're out on the very outside on the numbers you're running against a corner. If you're inside the slot, you're running against a safety. Hmm. So, uh, and a tight end, of course, you're running up against a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Anyways, me being the very outside, I'm still trying to get a feel for like where I even belong. Do I belong? I'm trying to remember the plays. I'm trying to, yeah. you know, at the time, it's like uh, one for hitch route, two for out route, three for slant route. You know, so they'll, yep. they'll call the play in the huddle and you've got to remember and stuff. And so on top of, having a hard time remembering the plays I'm running in these, like I've never put a helmet on. I've never put shoulder pads on and they've got this <laughs> really old equipment, this like ancient equipment that you've got. to uh, put on. And so it's, you know, the, the pads are bouncing around while you're running on it. Cause you're a walk on. No one knows you. You've never played football. <laughs> yep. so you're not, you're pretty ill fitted anyways, trying to figure out how to stand as a wide receiver and go through one-on-ones, I mean, sometimes yeah. you don't even get off the line. You just get – they just jam you and destroy you at the line. Yep. I think my brain has blocked out a lot of that trauma, so I don't remember how bad I really was. At <laughs> but, uh, well, I mean, so, were the, were the coaches, were coaches or anybody, like, saying anything to you? Like, hey, keep it up. You've got – hey, there we go. Yep, come on. Or was it kind of like you're just in the sea of, of dudes out there playing football, you know, trying to make a spot? I was, I had a, the one com, the one compliment I had the entire time, my first ever two a days was, do you even know how hard you work? And I remember walking on campus and this assistant coach said that to me. And I'm like, no, I don't even, you know, I just, you know? I'm just trying yeah. to feel out like where I even belong. Cause I have so much catching up to do Right to even just your basic high school football player let alone college football player. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is NAIA too. This isn't even NCAA. Okay. So this is, all right, this is um, lower. I believe it's a little lower tier than NCAA, even Division Three. So yeah. this is me trying to even feel out where I belong. And so freshman year, camp comes and goes, and um, there's not really any major improvement. There's just like basic I finally learned the basic stuff, catch a football, yeah. uh, running the slant around the hitches and stuff. So then comes, uh, you know, I redshirt. So that way I have another year. I redshirt, you know, it's not like yeah. I had a decision. <laughs> right. I'm going to redshirt. There was no surprise there. There was no one like, whoa. Um, well, but well, side know, note, not, side note, what are mm-hmm. you going to, what are you going to school for? What are you going to college for? Like what, like, what are you trying to, I mean, cause you're there to play football. Yeah. But. Are you mm-hmm. also, what kind of education are you getting? So this school is small. So I, and it was, it started out as a, as a teacher school. So this school was settled or was set in 1860. It's got the university wow. of Nebraska beat by like four years or something. Like Holy it's part cow. of the underground railroad. So this is an old, old school. And um, they take pride in their teaching program. And so I went, they don't have a, meaning they don't have a whole lot of programs for me to choose. Mm-hmm. So when I went in, I was undeclared, but I decided to end up going 
because I wanted to go to Colorado State. Mm. And as funny as this sounds, at the moment right now, um, I wanted to stay away from math. <laughs> so I chose, I chose um, uh, what did I choose? Uh, international relations. Oh, with a minor in a minor in history. So okay. stay away from math. Like just <laughs> have to get through it. <laughs> just, yep. Let's just play football, get our grades, and we'll go yeah. to Colorado State in two years, and boom, we'll go to the NFL. Duh. And that was our plan. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Duh. You know, but I, you know, that was my that was my senior year of high school going into freshman year of college plan, and for whatever reason, I kept that enthusiasm going all the way through my college years, no matter really how bad I looked. Apparently, <laughs> so uh, anyway, and and so we go into sophomore year, and I'm a lot better. Like it's night and day difference. I come along, sophomore year comes, and I remember getting through two a days just fine really finally starting to get thrown into the rotation i spent that entire summer working with james ekman our strength and conditioning guy mm -hmm. and running hills with my golden retriever nice and yeah so i came back like way better like much more in shape oh yeah ready to play the game we have the blue and white scrimmage game so i got through my sophomore year technically is my freshman year. We okay. have the blue and white game in the spring that sophomore year. Okay. And I had a I had a running play that was assigned to me. Oh, okay. And um I didn't you know, I'm way out on the edge. The guy's playing off, so I'm thinking I've just gotta go. Or yep. I've gotta go block him. And I'm thinking uh I'm going right past him. So okay. I do a stutter go and the football hits me right in the back of the shoulder pad. Mm. And they like, this is this moment. And I take off my helmet and I like, look around. Yeah. And I'm like, what just happened? And like, that was my moment. That was like, for me, that, um, essentially fueled the fire of like the next yep. years of like, I can't, this can, this is the most embarrassing moment. This is like my rock bottom. I had oh. friends, families that were there to come see me. Yeah, this is my rock bottom here, you know, because everyone sees that football just hit me in the back, and I'm wide open and stuff like that. And, so. well, and, it's, and it's like that sometimes. You've seen, you've seen mm -hmm. in the NFL or college, you know, you, you maybe like NFL, especially you get excited about that draft pick, and you're like, oh, this guy tore it up in college or whatever, right? And then he finally mm -hmm. gets his chance in the NFL, and he blows it. Or, I mean, honestly, as a fan, I don't know if they blow it, but whatever happens, it doesn't work out in that one play. Mm -hmm. And then you don't really see too much of that person, you yeah. know? Then that kind of disappears. <laughs> yeah, and so you're like, like oh, no, that must have been their their moment where mm -hmm. they're like, dude did almost everything right but couldn't close. So you're in this moment in this college thing. You got family, everybody sitting around, and it's like, oh, no. Yeah. Now what? Oh, no. And that's my that was my oh, no moment, and that was my – that was my moment where I, I almost quit, but I, I almost walked away. Cause I remember after that game, this is my, so that's spring. Mm -hmm. I played only a little bit going in my sophomore year, which is technically my freshman year, but going into my sophomore year, I only played a little bit throughout the season. And really I was just on their little practice team, their little practice squad. Yeah. Type stuff. And so things aren't looking good, right? This is supposed to be my, first two years and then jump to yeah. Colorado State 
Uh, and so I remember being up in my dorm and my dorm at the time overlooked the field. Mm, cool. And I am thinking, and I'm there with my, uh, big Viking fan roommate. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and I remember saying like, I don't think I'm going to go down today. Like I think I'm going to be done with football. And so I just, you know, I start, I'm watching through the window to see practices starting and stuff like that. And it's 30 minutes into practice. And I'm like trying to convince myself not to go, but there's like this, you know, this urge in yourself that you just, yeah, you feel like someone, something's like pulling you towards like, you gotta, you can't, yep. you can't you quit. gotta go. Like you, you can't quit. So this is my almost quit moment because like if I had turned away at that moment, it would be twice as hard to go the next day and right. explain to them, Hey, like, I almost quit on you. Yeah. I almost quit on you. It's, you're like, no. And, and you, and something's pulling you towards going to practice and, mm -hmm. and you do, I assume. Yep. I did end up showing up. Did you have those? I mean, for you personally, did you have a moment like that when it comes to anything that you've been doing where you just, well, yeah, I mean, I, I've had moments and, and I've even struggled with that recently too, where it's mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, for, for me, I got kind of a late start, so I didn't even get a band until I was almost 30 years old. And then it was mm -hmm. like, uh, I'm like, this has got to be it. I was married and then, you know, I have kids. And so there's been moments where I'm like, what, what are you doing? Why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm walking mm -hmm. away from my family, my son, my daughter. Um, you know, I, I split up with the old wife. Now I've got a new wife. And now it's like, mm -hmm. and I could just keep going. And I'm, there's moments where I'm always like, what are you thinking, Brandon? Why? You know, what are you, what are you chasing here? You know, and, mm -hmm. but, but, and, it, and it's really difficult sometimes to keep going. It really is. Cause it you is. gotta, you dig down deep and you have to just keep going. Cause you're, you just, I don't know. You're just hoping. It's tough in this business. And I know you've just like that can relate to what yeah. I'm trying to do. Uh, and those, that feeling there, because you're really just trying to push until you hit uh, a breakthrough. Yep essentially like because that that's me too i'm pushing till i get a breakthrough a breakthrough right. would be a, a signing or a work with the right person or yeah and my my thought process has always been like when my heart tells me to stop i'll stop it's not going to be finances and it's not going to be life pressure because yeah they you know it, it's so important to chase what you love to do because exactly. you'll you'll put up with the downs essentially with that um and life is so full of them. And if you're, you can fail so easily at doing stuff you don't want to do. So you might as well take a chance at doing what you do love to do. Yeah. And that's, that's always been my thing for whatever reason, you know, and I know, you know, it too, where you're starting and you're kind of wondering like, what are you doing? Like, why am I doing all this? Like, I can't just go back to working a normal job and, like being yeah. there all the time with my family stuff, live a normal life and stuff, but it's not in you. Yeah, it's not you, in me to, to yeah, do that. I've always thought it just, I wouldn't be happy. I, 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 I'm mm -hmm. a happy person. I'm always happy most of the time, but my core self would not be happy if I just said, mm -hmm. well, I'm done. I'm going to go home. I'm just going to play mm -hmm. every once in a while local bars maybe or something like that. And I'm not going to chase mm -hmm. this dream anymore. 
and, and I'm going to make sure I'm always there for my family. I'm going to work Monday through Friday, eight to five. I'm a whatever, whatever, you know, that kind of, mm-hmm. I, I, that my core wouldn't make me happy. So, so, no, so for I, you, so here you are, you're at this college, you have this letdown moment, you, you end up almost quitting. You go back to practice. What, mm-hmm. like, when did it start? When did your luck start to change? When did things not luck, but when did, when did it change for you? You know what I mean? What changed? Yeah. So, okay. So junior year, uh, the sophomore summer going into junior year, mm-hmm. this is when things finally start to move okay. towards the right direction. And it's funny. Cause it's like, everyone's hearing all like for the people who are going to listen to this, they're hearing all this like down stuff. Like, yeah. Okay. You're going through this learning rough draft period for two years. Yeah. And that's, you know, like you should have just been done by now, but yeah. it's like, but okay. I mean, you're lining up with people, you're lining up with kids mm-hmm. your age, your ability that have played football since they were 10 or, or younger. Even. Yeah. You know, so they've got a little bit more tackle football experience in air quotes, you know, of, of that kind of thing. But that doesn't always, mm-hmm. that doesn't always take the cake, you know? Yeah. So let's jump through to sophomore summer and I start I'm working with our um, wide receiver coach, Coach Randall, Mark Randall, this tall, he's like six foot five, uh, African-American coach who coached basketball at the school. Mm. He also played up at the Canadian Football League, and I think he had some NFL stuff um, stint throughout the Mm -hmm. NFL. And so uh, keep in mind that this school, uh, John Schneider is our coach's name. Okay. And he doesn't, hold me in high regard. He doesn't disrespect me, but his attitude with football is, look, you need to keep in mind that you're here for education, not for school. People don't go on and play in the NFL from here. Like this, that's this is a school. This isn't an NFL school. This is a school. That's also, that's another thing that you have to keep in mind the, uh, the environment that I was in. Right. And I think that, I think that fed me to say, and I think it might be in you too, you know, yep. talking to you and stuff like that is to prove people wrong. Yep. They're just something like, nope, you can't tell me what to do. Yep. Now I'm going to work even harder. The work has always been in me. So sophomore year of the summertime, I'm working with Coach Randall. He's putting me through wide receiver drills, and I'm getting myself ready conditioning-wise. And come junior year, he said, if you're not starting by next year when uh, – when we play you guys, because he's moving on at this point to a different school. Mm. He had two years with us and he's moving on to a different school. Mm-hmm. Said if you're not starting by when you guys play us, it's like William and Mary or something like that. We play them like second game. If yeah. you're not starting by the time you get to play us, there's something wrong. Huh. Okay. That is huge. That encouragement yeah. is massive. That's a goal. Yep. Yeah. That's a big goal. You know? Um, so I, go through and junior year comes up two a days roll and I'm beating everyone on the, on the conditioning. We have a 300 yard shuttle where it's like six. uh, It's like there and back six times. They split into 25 yard increments. It's horrible. We have to do it twice and you have to do it in like a certain amount of time. It's like 54 seconds for receivers. It's miserable. I would die. But I condition. Yeah. I condition myself to, not throw up on either one of those. I beat all the receivers. So I'm faster than all the receivers already. Nice. And so that's, you know, huge plus that's, that's 
big momentum builder for when I'm coming in. Right. And what, what's your weight now? Like, where is your, where are you at weight wise? Do you remember? So now I'm at 195. So you've gained big 45 jump. pounds. Yeah. And muscle, mm -hmm. I would assume. Yep. Yeah. And muscle. So I start because at, during those summers, the past two summers, my freshman, sophomore year, I'm waking up at four in the morning. I'm lifting for an hour and a half, two hours, and then I'm uh, moving on. Now, one of the key figures in my life, his name is Maurice Berry. He was a safety from Montana State, oh. and he came on down to Peru State because he just wanted to play. Uh, and he gave me this workout plan and just he taught me about what it was like, how to conduct yourself inside the weight room. Oh. The other kid, the other kid that uh, is key is Adrian Lawson. Now he played at the University of Nebraska mm -hmm. as a Husker his first two years, and then he transferred because he wanted to actually play, play and start. He transferred to the University of Omaha, Nebraska, Omaha. They shut their football and wrestling program down and moved to Division, Division One, and so. They, he transferred to Peru State. So incoming oh, wow. all these new guys who are really, really talented from these other Division Two and Division One schools. Yeah. And so all of a sudden I have a little bit more talent to, to go up against. Um, those guys really taught me how to play the game and how to work. And um, so junior year I come in, I do great on my, on my conditioning test. I go rolling into our um, two-a-days. Mm -hmm. I get started. I get put in at the ones. Nice. So finally taking reps at the ones. And we go in to play against Highland Community College, which is a school in um, Kansas, I believe. Okay. And they're building this new, uh, this new field. So it's going from grass to turf, and it's like $14 million. And so we play all of our home games at Auburn High School, in uh nebraska uh and so anyway i go ahead and we we go over there and we play and i come out of the game with the most receiving yards and the deepest play and the most catches nice so all finally right like right. i hit this deep i hit this deep corner and uh things are finally starting to look up yeah. and uh so, so is this is this the first time you've played in a uh, uh, actual game. I mean, have you got catches before this? No, this was like my. And when it comes to actual games against another opponent, not just an inner team scrimmage, right. this is my very first one. So we, this is and, my very first. Catch. And so you come out on top of, uh, and, and you've mm -hmm. got these other new players in that are you know of a, of a higher caliber coming from other schools and stuff, and mm -hmm. you're and you're out there throwing the best numbers. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, so that gets a lot of coaches to say, hey, look, this kid can play. This kid can really, really play. And so they still have their seniors in, right? This is my junior year. They still have their seniors in. Uh, yeah. And so they're, I'm getting rotation time in nice. with them. I go in, so I'm thinking, okay, Highland Community College, a bunch of D1 transfers that are trying to move on. They just don't have the good grades, so they can't. You know, so I go in, that makes it even more impressive that what I did. So uh, I'm expecting, I'm definitely going to start now, or I'm at least going to get some play time yeah. uh, off of this in the uh, in the first rep. So I'm going to stop you there, Gabriel. <clears throat> We're going to come back. Uh, we've got more of this interview and more. It'll be coming out this next week. We're going to find out how successful. I mean, that that's a he had a game-changing moment 
Is he on the team in college? Plus, he's past college now. I mean, he's an NFL free agent. So what happened? Not only that, but he's successful in his own way off the football field. He's got his own caramels and how he stumbled upon making his own caramels and being successful that way. Plus, he's newly engaged. He's got amazing friends around the NFL. And we'll be able to keep up with him on his journey coming forward, too. So stick around for episode two of the Gabriel Alexander interview. Thanks for tuning in. The Brandom Podcast. Hey, thanks for listening to The Brandom Podcast. You can always subscribe, follow, and please leave some comments. Also, share it on social media. Tag me in the post. Brandon Jones Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Got something you just gotta share with me? Hit me up on my email, brandon at catradio.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-O-N at K-A-T radio.com. And as always, we're looking for sponsors. Love you.